Welcome back to Podcast for Two People. What a wonderful day it is. It's really nice. I'm glad I'm glad we're here uh, sheltered from the sun rays. Yeah. Uh, it fucks up my skin. skin. <laughs> we really didn't have an excuse for not putting out an episode last week, other than like, I really wanted some time to just fine tune it, and then I just got really tired from working. We work full-time jobs. We're not dads, but we got pets. We gotta take care of that. Yeah, and I got like a massive hay fever on Wednesday. Like, yeah, I'm so ready for spring. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Your body just has to adjust. Right, like where I'm living right now, the one thing in the world that I'm allergic to is 30 feet tall and like fucking eight to ten feet around. It's a giant cottonwood tree. It could crush this entire house with its fist. Yeah, with its fucking fist. Cottonwood fist. <laughs> so we be styling on you yet again with the legendary man of many names. He has a huge place in the heart of what makes podcast for two people what it is. You may know him by name, but you definitely know his games. Hideki Kamiya, the monolithic crusader of controversy. That's a new title uh, I just made up for him. But I'm sure you uh, have probably heard of him, and I'm sure he's probably heard the name monolithic crusader of controversy or you know he's been called something uh relatively close to that <laughs> he says this every day <laughs> he says it every day while he looks in the mirror while he's like wearing those shades he's always wearing no they're not coming off no they they are they're not like tomonobu itagaki shades no they're like igogs yeah. <laughs> the local gas station <laughs> they're uh they're five dollar sunglasses they're 90s, they're 90s guys that you wear to try to be cool like that one seth green character He's a man of many revered and infamous titles. The Scourge of Capcom, Based God, Block King, and Action Bringer. Again, every day. Every day. Hideki has brought us the likes of Devil May Cry, Resident Evil 2, Bayonetta, Beautiful Joe, Okami, and the highly anticipated but canceled Scalebound Xbox exclusive. More like Hellbound, because that game's in Hell, huh? Yeah, like that Eminem song about Maxi from Soul Calibur. That's <laughs> by the same name. Uh, yeah, go, go look that up, I guess. Now, we know this dude has a somewhat checkered presence online, and perhaps some of the things that he says aren't exactly super-duper nice. But, I mean, maybe we should read his Twitter log and his pinned posts so no, we don't get blocked. It's his online. <laughs> yeah, it his really Twitter. is. His Twitter. And he's like, hey, if you want to interact with me, you gotta play by my rules, buddy. Right. And then nobody does. And he's like, watch. I, for for the one hundred quintillionth time. You fucking insect. Yeah, read my twilog. Tw- In fact, why don't we just go ahead and read Kami's latest pinned tweet? <clears throat> July 9th, 2018, 6.38 p.m. Perhaps just after a nice meal and a cocktail. And I quote, Really fed up with insects, which never read my posts and just keep posting. That's why I'm telling you not to post me in languages other than Japanese. If you break this rule, that means you are brainless, insect, and will be blocked immediately. Be careful, end quote. Ah, well, fuck. I guess we're blocked before we even started talking. Sumimasen, kami-san. Yeah, like, I follow him on there and I just, I just don't. Just never... Yeah, it's safe to lurk. 
Just, just like lurk. Post the link or uh, you, click if, the links. If I have a question, I'll try and look it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, or just post emojis. Yeah, emojis are a universal language. <laughs> uh Emojis are the sign language of online. Yeah, truly. And they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I watched a three-minute video of him just blocking people today. His Twitter roasts are fucking triple S. Just another chump to the trash pile. <laughs> this is my favorite one uh, I read today. In response to a user asking Kamiya how much mic- MS, like Microsoft? I knew that was going to happen. All right, we're going to restart. No, 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 let's keep going. It's fine. It's just Windows. <laughs> keep reading. Okay. <laughs> He's got a gun in my head. I have to. <laughs> how much is Microsoft paying him to... Uh, develop on their unwanted system question mark and his reply was just a link to his response to another user asking him and I quote how much Nintendo was paying you to be a jackass end quote his response and I quote more than you paid for your schooling he's also told people to go make something of themselves so that he might remember their name after he blocks them one more tweet and retweet, and then I'm done, I promise. Uh, a user tweeted, I swear, if this is how you treat interested customers, I'm not buying the wonderful 101. And any of the beyond. 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 Kamiya added, I have no interest in your financial plan. Tell your mother, and she'll be happy to hear that you save money. Wrecked, bitch. <laughs> Get fucked. There's blocked. There's- there's people who be like, hey, my friend, and then, like, at whatever their username is, like, didn't know, and, like, could you unblock him, please? But, like, this time, tell him to be careful. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> Read my Twitter <laughs> Like, I'll let it go this time. Well, since we failed before we really started, I suppose everything after this point is just for you guys. So, like we always do, we're going to teach you all about a creator of games you probably love and maybe give you some insight into his art and direction. Without further ado, Podcast for Two People brings you episode 54, Hideki Kamiya. And don't worry if you haven't listened to all our episodes up to this point, we won't scold and block you. So sit tight and get ready for a sick and stylish trip. Uh, I might. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, unforgivable. Kamiya was birthed into our measly dimension (laughs) when we were least prepared for his arrival. I mean, we weren't even, like, around, so we were, like, triply, infinitely unprepared. (laughs) We were immediately transposed into a JoJo's manga going, and then, like, all over the fucking page. Okay. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) it was on that fateful day of December 19th, 1970 in Matsumoto, Nagano, Japan. His parents did not give two high-flying roundhouses for video games and banned him from having a gaming system. He was so interested by these fun and fantastical machines. It wasn't his choice to be born a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was just brought to this world uh, just with the infinite cosmos of gaming in his heart. <laughs> Human by choice, gamer by birth. Where is my cringe emote? (laughs) Fuck. So he was so interested by these fun and fantastical machines initially because of their chiptune sounds. So like any cool dude, he disobeyed his parents and seeked out a cool older kid in the neighborhood who had a system and let him hang out and game with him. I had had a couple kids like that in my neighborhood. 
mine was just my brother. My mom's just like, oh, you're playing Mortal Kombat? That's cool. Make sure you don't tear out your brother's spine again. And I'm like, yeah, don't do that. Duh. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to do it to him. And that's, that's where I get my like, ruthless, you know, I to uh, do it to him. Yeah. gaming archetype. <laughs> they were like my brother's friends. He had like he had like Duke Nukem on the PlayStation and uh, another friend had Mortal Kombat 2, which I, yeah. I remember uh, I kept calling him his parents. Trying to, like, yo, can I borrow more comments here again? <laughs> I was, like, five or six. <laughs> it's, like, over and over. They're like, you need to stop calling. Nah, it's like, like, go I tried, to Blockbuster. I tried, like, disguises. Hey, uh. <laughs> like, you should let uh, that Brent kid borrow Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> for the Super Nintendo. He'd really appreciate that. Like, you fucker. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done, sorry. I learned how to use the phone, you guys. <laughs> Got me a goddess system and let him hang out and game with him uh, for a long time. And uh, this Epoch cassette vision. Epic. Epoch. I'm like, pretty sure it's pronounced epic. So that's like, uh, though I'm, I'm reading the word here, and it's like time. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Epoch. I, I, I prefer to pronounce epics. Okay. <laughs> Epoch, you read that right now? Yeah, the system <laughs> was similar to the Atari 2600 as far as power goes, but the controller was way more intricate. Instead of having the one joystick controller with one button, this was a two-player pad that had two spinning knobs and one button. Um, the knobs controlled your vertical and horizontal movement, and then you just had like the two buttons, and each player had like a set of knobs and buttons. <laughs> it was just like on one pad, so you had to like, you know, constrict yourself in order to like game together. So he'd go the over way there. God intended. Yeah, he'd go over there and hang out and game with him for several years until he reached junior high. But it's then when he was able to buy his own Famicom with his own money. So there was no way for his dumb parents to tell him no after that. Take that, late parents. Uh, parents just don't understand. They really don't, and they just they just trying to fucking stop our boy from becoming a legend. The legendary gamer. Man, <laughs> what humble beginnings. Now, the original reason behind buying it, uh, this said Famicom was to study for computer programming. Like, That's just gonna, what you tell the parents. Yeah, like, I'm going to take it apart, I'm going to learn how it works. I will not be gaming. Yeah. This machine is not for gaming, it's for studying. However, the power of video games... Is very strong, and soon Kamiya was enamored by thoughts of developing dope-ass games of his own. After reading an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto in an issue of Family Computer Magazine, Kamiya made up his mind that he would aim to be a game developer instead of a programmer and work with computer programming. Except he didn't account for the strength of video games, especially in a battle against studying for lame-ass school shit. Been there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but because he uh, gamed too much, he ended up failing his first entry exam to high school. He just would game too much, not give himself enough time to study, and therefore Well, he's come back stronger. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I've been there, dude. And those are some memories that I really hold dear. When you're just, like, looking at, like, the notebooks and books and shit, and you're like, yo, that sounds stupid as fuck. Yeah. Like, why, why? <laughs> Give me a memory of when video games beat the shit out of studying instead. Oh, you know, I it, it's like every time, right? <laughs> so like trying to think of something specific. Like it's, I would, I had a buddy, like my high school buddy. Um, I think we stayed up till like five a.m. playing like Left 4 Dead, and I had to like be at school in like three hours. 
was like, well, I'm going to sleep a little bit. I will hit you up. Because I was, like, a senior at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was in, like, college. So he probably didn't really give a shit either. Yeah. I know I didn't give a fuck when I was a senior. Dude, oh, I was... I, I was, went to school for three hours a day as I was, a senior. like completely checked out yeah <laughs> like, like third period had hit and I'd be like well it's been real uh, it was like my my like last two was like a half a half thing and it was just a it was photography and they're like well you can't do photography in yeah my, my expanding photography mind must <laughs> explore beyond these walls yeah uh, which is actually my kitchen where I shall make a sandwich <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then go upstairs and play Take video a picture games of it. and like my fourth period was drawing yeah and I'm like fucking awful at drawing I'm like Once bitch again, I ain't going my artistic back. expression must be inspired <laughs> by the outdoors like I would just I, I'd be like dude I'm not going back for fourth period I'm already home I'm done yeah and like after a while, like the liaison officer was like, "Dude, where have you been going?" It's like, "Shut up, <laughs> bitch!" Uh, Did you push her as over? Roth, <laughs> yeah. motherfucker? Like the Chinese server. Like for me, all the time, every time is when video games would win over doing fucking schoolwork. I remember like I senior year, I was like, hey, you know, what? I I want to close this out on a good note. But then like Fallout Three came out, and mm-hmm. like all my like note-taking kind of took a hit my yep. uh, planning i had like a planner that was actually like remember you got you got homework for the, all these classes yeah so i look at my oh that's right good thing i left a note for myself i kind of i think i might still have it somewhere you can kind of just see like <laughs> where it's my like attention, right around november where, like october november where my my attention span just kind of <laughs> dropped off oh my god and i was like all right and then like the second <laughs> dude uh my spanish class it was mm-hmm. like a year-long thing my whole second semester, I I did I did zero assignments for that <laughs> class. It was pretty cool. Mino, Ablay. I'm not even fuck like. You. <laughs> they, they like, I could like read Spanish and like I know how to like read it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I know whatever dang word means. <laughs> Taco Supremo. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah. Like topically speaking, for no, me. No, Ablo, damn gibberish. <laughs> They'd be like, get out. Wait, like, no. I'm, I'll, I'll be good. I spent a lot of time playing like Del May Cry Three for sure. That's a good game because that game is about puberty. Yeah. <laughs> when you and really I was in the middle of it. You reached your awakening. Yeah. <laughs> One day I got uh, like as soon as I got Cerberus and I rode around on a fucking missile. I was like, I'm a man now. And then and then your brother impaled you and then you got your devil trigger and realized you liked girls a lot. Just bro things, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just bro, bro things. Bro. Yeah. Just eating za. Uh, skating around on fools. Yeah. And punching jukeboxes. Uh, spinning around on them and shooting guns in every which way. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, I would pretty much just choose whatever game I was playing over schoolwork instead, besides, like, every time I end up producing better material when it comes down to the wire. Mm. You know, it's fine. It's I, fine. I did that too. I remember, I think I, like, typed out, like, just, like, it, I was like, like compen system I can't remember the mm-hmm. name of the fucking class but it was, you had to, it was the whole thing you just wrote papers yeah and it's like you gotta learn bibliographies and citing your sources here I am shaking my head I'm like I'm wagging my finger at like a hundred miles an hour yeah it's really important though and there's like one where I, I just like didn't do that but I had like we were supposed to have note cards for it Ugh. and like I didn't do that I was just like here's all my sources here laid out like I'm supposed to mm-hmm. it's like needed the note cards so I'm just like 
Come on, bro. Read this. This is like my best work yet. And I wrote like a night. <laughs> and he was like trying not to laugh when he read it. Like, it was it was probably my best work I ever did in high yeah. school. But I couldn't get any points for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a fucker. And I was like, I'm not going to do the note. Like, I'm not going to do this. I had a teacher straight up be like, yo, you and I both know that you know all of this shit. How's a B sound? That literally <laughs> happened to me. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like, like, you're the best. And I fucking laughed. I won't say the teacher's name because I don't want them to like <laughs> jeopardize their position. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like, we can zero in on his position and take away this person's pension. Yes. Luckily, we're recording this in the podcast for two people mobile unit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. a giant flying Faraday cage yeah. orbiting the sun. Nobody knows. Back to Kamiya, though. After probably being scolded and told to buckle down and focus on schooling, he played a lot of Legend of Zelda. Castlevania, which was his favorite, Space Harrier, and a shitload more. After a while, he graduated college and started applying at a few game companies, like Sega, Namco, and Capcom. Sega actually turned him down, and Namco wanted him to draw. They wanted him as a lead artist. And he was like, yo, fuck that shit. He would have banned Namco if he had the power that day. <laughs> like, he just straight up told them to like, Twitter, like, idiot. Back he straight up just told them to eat shit and get lost. <laughs> Did he, though? He's like, he's like, yo, you guys, fuck you. You fucking brainless insects. Start my own band. <laughs> so he ended up going to Capcom. Because Capcom actually gave him the highly coveted position of game designer in 1994. That's when he started helping uh, with the planning for the OG Resident Evil and worked alongside the likes of Shinji Mikami. No doubt beginning a very long-standing relationship for the two of them. And that kind of co- uh, intersects with our previous episode that we did on Shinji Mikami. Yeah, dude, there's like a couple crossovers in this episode. <laughs> but, uh, so on that note, I just want to like kind of let you guys know before we kind of go like knee-deep, we're going to give you brief addendums of those so we're not repeating ourselves so if you want like the full fucking like giant cookie cake that is Hideki Kamiya and everything that happened here in this time for Capcom go listen to our Shinji Mikami two part series and our Del May Cry episode as well Uh, so after this maybe check those out and you'll kind of get the whole conglomeration the whole story if you will or you can bookmark this time Timestamp and then yeah, come yeah. Back. Uh, apparently the pause button just works fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you hear uh, this tone, no. <laughs> oh, I don't have any. I don't have any tones. <laughs> there, let's sample that. Okay, cool. Okay, so the first big project that Kamiya ended up uh, being enlisted on as director uh, included somewhere between forty and fifty people. This, of course, is Resident Evil 2. He would work alongside Mikami during the project, which actually caused some strain for them. A lot of strain put on the team, too. The team, which was composed of over half of the team that worked on the first title, under Mikami, was often being swayed in two directions. There's a definite directional divide when it came to Kami and Mikami. However, in the end, Mikami agreed to step back and take a more reserved role as a producer of the game, requiring that he be shown a current build of the game just once a month. This compromise likely saved the series and ultimately brought us some of the best horror action that we could have imagined. 
which I'm really thankful for, and I imagine it was very hard for these two massive personas to come to an agreement. Yeah, really. Like, uh, now that you mentioned Resident Evil 2 is like a very, it very, was a Im- very impactful on my childhood. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, uh, and for a lot again, of I mean, like when we <laughs> again <laughs> check out the Resident Evil 2 episode, bitch. But no, like we we covered that uh, quite a bit. We stayed away from talking too much about the Resident Evil 2 like original. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, just know that like it really kind of helped shape us know what kind of game that we wanted as far as a survival horror game or really just any game in general. And that's kind of where we end up getting our first love with Hideki Kamiya. And I didn't even know it. Yeah, and we didn't even know it at the time because, you know, we were like babbies. Little babby like, bitches. Look at all these Chinese names, man. Yeah, what the fuck? I, I can't explain that name. Itsuono. <laughs> you know, I played like, I played Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Like... To completion, like every night when I was in like first grade, it was yeah. pretty cool. I was pretty good at that game. I was not. I was fucking trash. So I was going to be a pilot. <laughs> Next, Hideki would develop Devil May Cry, but kind of on accident. We did a really in-depth history of how that game came to be in our Devil May Cry episode, which was actually episode number two. That's a pretty fun one, and I think you should check it out. You know, or don't. That's fine. I'd really rather you did though. Maybe you should. It's pretty fun. I like it. So, that aside, I'm going to go ahead and have Brent give you a quick addendum. Yeah, because like Kamiya, we like to focus on new and fresh ideas, not repeat ourselves or tell you our old content. So, Brent, how about you go ahead and take it away then? Right, so what was going to be Resident Evil 4 originally uh, basically turned into Devil May Cry. Uh, Kamiya was working on a game that featured a protagonist uh, wielding two guns and a sword by the name of Tony Redgrave. Which, what the fuck would that have even been? <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, don't make cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, um, Mikami saw us and was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's not Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> like, I'm going to let you finish, Yeah. but this is, this is not Resident Evil. Go it's ahead. It's too cool. It's yeah. too stylish. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, stylish. <laughs> mm, dope. <laughs> Oh, no! We're repeating! Yeah. And then, then, so, yeah, and then Devil May Cry came out, Team Little Devils happened. Yeah. Mikami was, you know, overall like, you know what, though? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You just, you go do that. And then, like, they did that, and then... And then he never worked on a Devil May Cry again. Yeah, and, like, that wasn't exactly his whole... That was, like, not his <laughs> like fucking... an accident from the suits. Yeah, we would assume, because <laughs> like, the man who worked on it instead was Hideaki Itsuno, if I remember. I know it was still Hideaki. Who still worked on it. Yeah. He's, uh... He did five minutes. It's pretty fucking good. Maybe well, that's. Episode. I mean, you gotta remember, too, that, like, they also had the likes of Bingo Moriashi doing <laughs> the writing. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, that dude is so fucking cool. I love Bingo that name that's a good name but yeah so he just got straight up snuffed and that's kind of when Hideki's just like man Capcom you rubbing me raw <laughs> why you gotta play me like that and said. yeah and as if that was not enough Capcom really started to piss off him uh piss off him <laughs> piss, Kamiya, piss, Mikami, on him. <laughs> piss, piss on him piss upon him <laughs> and their mutual friend Atsushi Inaba who had worked with both of them on Devil May Cry he actually ended up joining Capcom because he's like, yo, I want to work on the next fucking Resident Evil game. And that was back in 98. Mm. He ended up working on, uh, I believe it was Nemesis. 
which is no uh sorry code veronica yeah so like that's kind of when he got in uh introduced to these two did he write it I'm not <laughs> sure. Who can we blame for the anime? Or <laughs> uh. <laughs> like Wesker doing like Matrix shit, right? So, well, I feel like everybody saw the Matrix and it was just like, oh, dude, <laughs> oh, it's so cool. What if we made things called Bandersnatches and it gave everyone nightmares yeah. and they I looked like threw hot up. vomit? I almost threw up at that thing. It's literally like a, a, a hot, cheesy pizza monster with one big-ass arm. A Freddy, uh, Freddy Krueger's uh, pepperoni pizza <laughs> monster that he... <laughs> oh my god, it really is, though. <laughs> Fuck, I never put that together. And all the souls are little sausages on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we covered a little bit of this historical undertaking in our episode on Mikami. Again, two-parter. You can go listen to it, learn a little bit more. But I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth on this subject for all of you. So Capcom started really hammering everyone with the idea of focusing on sequels and not allowing anyone to bring new game ideas to the table. So along with a big chunk of Capcom's R&D department, Kamiya, Mikami, and Inaba formed Studio 9, a subsidiary of Capcom, in order to give themselves a little bit more creative freedom to make fresh new games. They start out with Beautiful Joe, which was a pretty fun side-scrolling time-altering uh, beat-em-up. Like, very much so heavy action. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I think that, like, was he... He worked on movies. He was, like, a special effects guy, if I remember right. Beautiful Joe. Oh, he, dude. And, like, yeah, <laughs> I, it's... I never... The story doesn't matter. I never owned them, so, like, I don't know what to say. It was I, I always, like, saw, like, screenshots of them. I, I, I really... I I really... At the time, I really hated, like, cell shading. Mm, yeah. For some reason, because I want, like, gritty realism, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it also featured uh, Dante from Devil May Cry. It and sure Virgil. Did. Virgil was there, too. a little chibi Virgil. Yeah, adorable. He's like, I don't have time for this foolishness. <laughs> Going, yeah, crossing over into other games, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when developing Beautiful Joe, uh, to finalize their semi-autonomous design, the Capcom Rebels decided on changing the name of their studio to Clover Studios over Team Beautiful, which Capcom had originally dubbed them. This was mainly because Capcom continued to piss off Mikami by releasing Resident Evil 4 on PS2 after promising console exclusivity on the GameCube. In fact, the name Clover is an abbreviation of Creativity Lover. And another fun tidbit is uh, the Japanese syllables Mi from Mikami and Ba from Inaba actually uh, together mean three-leaf. So three-leaf Clover. And there's three of them. Aww. (laughs) Bros. So the group handled two more beautiful games and moved on to Okami. Okami was cool because it was built 100% like as a group effort from the studio. Everyone was welcome to bring ideas to the table, and the final product was an example of everyone listening and tweaking each other's ideas until they worked. Kami was noted in saying it was extremely boring to play, and I kind of have to agree. It was super pretty, but man, every time I tried to play it, I admittedly fell asleep like super i had woken up so many times with like a wiimote in my hand just like <laughs> neck cocked i'm like oh shit i fucking missed all the lore from the boring as fuck old dude that literally i don't think it was even voice it might have done like animal crossing like <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I do. I think they, they re-released that game like probably more than Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. There's like three or four <laughs> fucking and, uh, HDs. Every time it happens, I was like, man, maybe I should play that someday. Yeah. I have like deep introspection thoughts. Like, maybe. Yeah, like maybe I saw that at a time. video game center and I was like, you know what, dude? Today's the day. It's five <laughs> fucking dollars. I'm going to get it. And again, very pretty. Nope. Pretty cool. Yeah. But like... Nope. Ugh, Can't do it. Nope. And it originally came from, like, Kamiya just kind of fucking around, making some stuff. Like, he made essentially an animation of a wolf running through a forest, and beneath its paws, flowers would come out of the ground. He's mm-hmm. like, I wanted to focus a lot on nature. It's just one of those kind of arguments. It's like, dude, it's a cool idea, but you can't just make a game that's literally just a bunch of cool ideas put together. They don't mesh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, ink brushes. Okami the game. <laughs> so... Okami end up failing. And Capcom was like, dude, this is not at all what we wanted from you. Try again. They backed up, tried something way out there with their title God Hand. Now, Brent, you've played a lot of fucking God Hand. Yeah. So, like, what was that game like? Oh, it's probably the best game with the worst controls <laughs> yeah dude like when i when i would take the controller from you and try to play i'm like dude i don't fucking understand what the shit is going well, at the on. same time like once you get used to it you're still getting your ass kicked by everything else in the game <laughs> like what if del but you'll have cry, a good time doing it what if del may cry and yakuza came together and then like someone threw in really awful controls <laughs> yeah and that's that game it's like what if what if resident evil 4 uh, Leon just like beat the shit out of everything. Yeah, and pitched <laughs> fastballs. Yeah, and spanked asses a lot. And like mock speeds. Yeah, which <laughs> again, like super fun to watch. Yeah, like would I recommend playing God Hand? You can yeah. you get into a suplex duel with a giant um, gorilla. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Where you just like that. you're just trying to like. You keep, like, spinning around each other, and then they'll spin around, and then you spin around until somebody <laughs> wins the suplex duel. <laughs> and then you suplex them. Yeah. I and love it. It's just terrific. Again, like, it's it's one of those games that's too far out there and too niche that we probably won't see a remaster. Just but like, I would if, buy it If it was somebody's first video game, they'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? And, uh, like... Oh man, just go watch somebody play it because it's it's watch super somebody cool. good play it. Yeah, watch somebody good play it, and then you'll probably want to like blow the dust off your PS2 and buy that game, and then you'll realize like you suck and fuck, and you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so fucking suck it, fucks. So of course that still didn't please Capcom. <laughs> you know they didn't like it. No, and after the tensions really caused things to boil over, Capcom decided to dissolve Clover completely in 2007 and try to bring everyone back into the fold. But relations with Capcom and Clover were way too far gone, and most of everyone left with the Clover 3. Hideki, Mikami, and Inaba had, however, made their own company in 2006, probably because they saw this coming. I'm pretty sure they were, like, finishing up God Hand. They are like, yeah. Like, I think they, I think with the development God I'm pretty sure they just knew, like, yeah, with this company. This is, yeah, <laughs> like, this is going to be it. Yeah. Capcom's not So they were, like they were kind of looking forward after? Yeah. So, uh, we kind of touched on, like, the business foresight that all Japanese are born with in the <laughs> Mikami episode. Like, they made it, they're like, 
oh, dude, this is... When you when you select the Japanese in Civilization. It's like business insight is the perk. Yeah. Like, know when your civilization is about to crumble and make a backup plan, and a backup plan for your backup plan. Yes. Yeah, so, like I said, in 2006, they made another company. That company was known as SEEDS. That's all capitals, S-E-E-D-S. And uh, in that, like... I just want you to go ahead and fucking read our canon lore from the Mikami series so you can truly understand. But, uh, Seeds at a Mikami arc? Yeah, the Mikami arc. It was very good. It's like our <laughs> battle tendency, really. So, Seeds end up merging with Odd Inc., more capital letters, O D D. Mm-hmm. Um, and this formed Platinum Games. And so, the original founders of. Platinum Games was the Clover 3 and then Odd Inc. CEO Tatsuya Minami. Uh, I believe Tatsuya is actually still there as well. I'm not sure exactly what the hell he does there, but he's probably got a title in an office and some paperweights. <laughs> but in May 2008, Platinum established a four-game deal with Sega. The games involved in the development and publishing deal included Bayonetta, which they uh, kind of put forward as a stylish action game, originally slated for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, directed, of course, by Kamiya. You see, actually, uh, I'm not sure the time frame, but I think it came out first on Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and then there was a, a PS3 port, which is, like, notoriously not as good. Yeah. I know that I had the, the Xbox 360 copy, and, like, it's sat on my shelf forever because I just I have to be in a mood for... Uh, like a character action game and then I watch you almost play through the whole thing in one night because you were just like yo dude what do you want to do tonight and I'm like I don't know and you're like watch me beat Bayonetta and I was like alright I'm pretty sure it says like yo like if you give me it I'm like, I will play this game until I get beaten <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like when I watched you play through and almost beat Revengeance yeah <laughs> yeah weird <laughs> didn't I show you the final boss though uh, yeah because remember you did play through it in one sitting yeah I fell asleep at one point but, like, I woke up because you were like, yo, bro, you got to watch this fight with Armstrong. <laughs> and I was so happy you woke me up. I'm sad that I missed a lot of the interactions with uh, fucking, what was the, like, the fucking Blade Cat? Oh, Blade Wolf? Blade Wolf. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that, that character you have like was a, actually you have like funny. A, you have a fucking spaghetti western samurai showdown with... Yeah. There's, like, an actual tumbleweed going by, and you're just circling each other with your swords. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is this is what video games were meant to be. Yeah, uh, I was there for it. Yeah. Um, if only someone There's never going to be a second one. No, there's not. There's a lot of games like that from uh, from Platinum, such as, like, Vanquish... Yeah. shit like that like uh we'll probably end up doing an episode on platinum so like we'll kind of go into a lot of like the games that they actually did uh-huh. you're gonna end up learning pretty much the entire history of platinum i mean like this is it right here because oh, yeah. kamiya and mikami it's a work in progress yeah it's still going so um anyway bayonetta xbox 360 ps3 as we had said um it ended up being really, really fucking good. And then Bayonetta 2 ended up being a Nintendo exclusive, and people were like, yo, when is it coming to PS4? And Kamiya told them, and I quote, if Ninty says yes, it's yes. So ask Ninty, Ninty being Nintendo, by the way, also ask about Mario and Zelda for PS4. Get lost. (laughs) Get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, no, it. I feel like he's really happy with where it is. 
Like, I feel like he's really happy developing for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I find it really strange that, like, a lot of the games that he directs they, are straight up just Nintendo. They were shopping out Bayonetta 2, mm-hmm. but, like, Sega turned them down, which published the first one, because they were like, no, you made, like, probably the best action game ever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, like, why would we want a sequel? Sega is, like, Capcom in that they really like putting guns in their mouth and pulling the trigger <laughs> yeah. over and over and over. Mass sacrifice. <laughs> 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 so we fast forward over to 2012 at E3. The wonderful 101 for the Wii U is shown, and then subsequently released in September of 2013. And I gotta say, I didn't know shit about this game and never had a Wii U, so I didn't get to play it. I watched some videos, and it has big dumb fest, fist weapons, fest weapons, <laughs> and giant guns toted by chibi heroes, so it gets my vote, dude. Yeah. It looked pretty cool. It was like... Yo, that's platinum. I, I'm obligated to get it, but I never did. I mean, that's I, how I, I was about, like, Transformers Devastation. Or oh, whatever. God, yeah. Like, holy shit. Don't give a shit game. about Transformers, but I was playing that game, and I was like, and fuck com- yeah, Transformers. And then turning into a flying Corvette into, like, a fucking sweet-ass semi-truck that spins yeah. around and, like, kills everything. <laughs> yeah, like, everything that platinum makes is so worth your time, it's yeah. stupid. I bet even those, like... The Ninja Turtle and like Legend of Korra games are probably just fine. Yeah, (laughs) I actually watched some videos of that Legend of Korra game, and it was clunky as fuck. Like probably, probably the worst game that Platinum's put out, but it's still better than most (laughs) games that are out there. Probably, probably better than like most like action games that like they try and do like show or you know movie tie-ins for. Right. So. Kamiya also wrote the story to Bayonetta 2, which would also release on the Wii U, and stated he was interested in making a Star Fox game, and due to a lot of fans asking him on Twitter over and over and over again, by the way, bitch has got blocked hand over fist, until finally he was like, alright dude, you know what, how about all of you guys just submit your ideas to Nintendo? And, of course, Nintendo didn't give a fuck because when has Nintendo ever listened to fans? (laughs) They don't give a shit about you. Like, they almost went bankrupt not too long ago. They ain't scared of shit. Yeah. They're like, oh, you guys uh, think handhelds are dying? What if we made our system exclusively portable? (laughs) And then people are like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) Like, they they play everything on red. Mm -hmm. And they win. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I'm sorry, go on. Oh, you're fine. Eventually, Platinum Games did end up working with Nintendo on the next installment of Star Fox. Huh. Which is, that's actually where I wanted to come in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like around Star that time. Star Fox Zero, right? Star Fox Zero, yeah. Uh, around that time, yeah, the Wii U was tanking. Yeah. And uh, Satori Wada. That was Wada. like the shortest lived system, mm-hmm. I think, in, like, almost in history. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, fuck. It's so bad. I had, like, maybe a two-year lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, like, Satoru Iwata, like, instead of laying people off, he took a pay cut himself. Yeah. So, like, he, nobody had to be laid off. Because he was a fucking saint. Yeah, and, like, when he passed, like, they actually um, dedicated Star Fox Zero to him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. I just, uh, it's, it's sad because, like, nice like his legacy yeah. is, like, him just saying, please understand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, like, any mistakes and stuff. But, like, his death was incredibly tragic. And they said, like, he, he worked all the way up until he absolutely couldn't. And, like, the last uh, few 
like months of his life he was heavily sedated on painkillers because he had a very painful uh stomach disease if i remember right is how he ended up passing we'll probably end up having to cover iwata on some sort of future episode i mean again like any ceo of any company that's willing to take a pay cut so that he doesn't have to lay off hundreds or thousands of workers yeah, like, what other companies have done that? Uh, it's, like, gaming companies? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like, even just regular companies, I can tell you it's not <laughs> fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. So, anyway, after Star Fox Zero, and uh, it's it had, like, a companion game for, uh, I think it was a 3DS called Star Fox Guard. Those were both released in April 2016. And then the next Actually, thing, I think it, like, shipped with, um, it shipped with Star Fox Zero. Oh, it, was it? A, it was also. I think it was also. I guess that would I think make it might have had a, like a it might have had a three DS port. I don't remember, but like the uh, the my copy of Star Fox Zero came with like two discs. Oh, like, that's cool. Had one game or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, it was strange. So Kamiya uh, was working on Scalebound, which I'm not sure how much everyone knows about it because uh, it's pretty much under the rug now. It was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive, and then it was canceled in January 2017. It was, like I said at the top of the episode, highly anticipated. Watched some more uh, gameplay videos today, and I gotta say, man, the shit's just Devil May Cry 4. Like, you got a pro tag named fucking Drew, (laughs) who wears uh, the stupid headphones, you know? He holds a sword just like Nero. He's got... His other arm, that's a fucking dragon arm. It's not a demon arm, but it's a dragon arm. <laughs> and, can it uh, stretch really far, or can you project it to grab distant objects? Yes, just say yes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just but like you can actually command your dragon to like slap shot you with its tail. That's so cool. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, you know, without like using your your double bringer. <laughs> um, but then like. You can also use a like a sort of devil trigger mode, and then that character Drew, when in that quote unquote, I'm going to call it dragon, dragon trigger, uh, he moves exactly like you do in every single Devil May Cry game when you use devil trigger, and like the combos look very similar. It's it was interesting, and uh, it could have been something, and now it's not. People were speculating actually, I think a week or two ago, that we might have actually seen uh, a resurrection of that title. Because there were some hints going on through Microsoft saying like, hey, or no, uh, not Microsoft, Nintendo Switch was like, yo. We'll, we'll, we'll eat that shit up. Yeah, because like, they were talking about the Microsoft merger with Nintendo because apparently Xbox Live is coming to Nintendo or some shit. I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Let's say that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a wild world and we might still see that game. But right now we ain't. <laughs> Yay. <Yank. laughs> So something you will see is a really nice looking game called Astral Chain that's coming out for the Switch and uh, it releases in August. The lead game designer is Takehise Tora, uh, who is the lead game designer of Nier Automata. And I gotta say, I am 100% here for that. Hideki has also hinted on Bayonetta not being finished yet and to expect a third installment in the nearish future. I mean, they've revealed that they're working on it. Yeah. I mean, they, they did like a very basic reveal trailer yeah a couple years ago now yeah bayonetta's uh legacy is not going to end with her being an extra character in smash ultimate (laughs) 
she's she's got more games in the pipe. <laughs> I want to see people be like, oh wow, they gave Bayonetta a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, where did? Oh, okay. So, honestly, we're at we're at the end of where we are with with Hideki. Like we've brought you up to current day Hideki. Mm-hmm. He had like a whole bunch of like gaps in his. Uh, tenure i guess yeah. like as far as like what he's really worked on he probably took a huge setback with Scalebound, um but it's good to see that he's kind of focusing on his roots with with bayonetta still working on new stuff because that's that's a big part of his mantra is uh, and it's probably because he hated so much that capcom's like all right dude every single thing you need to work on is a sequel it's like at the time when that whole thing was going on, people were like, "Yeah, about like seventy to eighty percent of all our projects are basically sequels." Yeah, and then uh, it was like revealed that it was like, "No, it's pretty much ninety-eight percent. Like, there's there's no, <laughs> no fucking IPs. Though, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no original IPs. It's it's all sequels." So he is, I'm surprised, working on more Bayonetta. Capcom was making some real bad choices around that time. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not completely sold on them right now other than like Resident Evil 2 and I mean Last like I, yeah fuck man yeah Don't Make Cry 5 is really fucking good yeah Don't Make Cry 5 is really good Monster Hunter they're, sold a fuckload they're most likely working on a 3 make yeah 3 make would be fun that's a you uh you gonna sell that idea I bet Capcom would buy it 3 make 3 make <laughs> <laughs> It's like when I was a kid trying to figure out what they were going to call Banjo-Kazooie or like Banjo-Tooie. And I was like, Banjo-3? Nope, nuts and bolts. (laughs) 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 And like that, my fucking dreams died like that sad beta fish I thought was going to be my best friend. Uh, The the Borderlands guy shooting himself in the head with a third gun. (laughs) With his toes. He's just combating the whole thing. Yeah, got like a shotgun (laughs) up to his chin and double fisting. No, I don't have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So, honestly though, like... While Randy Pitchford sneaks (laughs) off with his flash drive full of child porn. CP, sorry. CP. (laughs) Cheese pizza. (laughs) Oh my god. If you you want to mention CP, at least be PC, bro. (laughs) Wow. You're right, I should have. Wow. Should have thought before I spoke. You should have. <laughs> as far as Kami is considered. <laughs> I just really want to see him work with Suda 5-1 on something. And, like, people have kind of hollered at him being like, dude, you should work with him on something. And he'll just, like, retweet what they just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll just be like, boom. and like, Or he'll, like, throw up a... He'll, like, retweet them to something that someone else said six years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, where they're like, dude, you should work with him. And it's like, yeah, people have been seeing, saying this for, like, I can't think of anybody years. that pays that much attention. It's like, I don't... Like, Twitter log is, like, a separate app. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, who, 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 who pays that much yeah. Attention to Before I mention anything to Kamiya, I need to download the Twitter log app and then do a word search for Sudafy One <laughs> yes. to see if anyone else has mentioned it. Yeah. Because it might have been reiterated uh, three thousand times over the course of six years. Fair enough. What the fuck, Kamiya? <laughs> right. It doesn't matter, dude. We're already blocked. <laughs> we were blocked before this fucking episode even started, dude. Yeah. It's, it's fine. But maybe he'll remember our names though. Right. Hopefully. Why not? But uh, like they, they, I feel like they would bring us something that's so insanely out there and fresh that my brain would probably just explode out my ass. 
But until then, I guess I'll just have to like hang out, watch him post pics of cool robot figures and gun vending machines on Instagram. <laughs> and of course, fucking blocking fools on his Twitter feed, which of course I don't post on because I don't want to get blocked. Yeah, no, don't. Like, do what about you, Brent? Like, what are you waiting for the most from Kamiya to bring us next? What am I wanting? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what Astral Chain's about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as soon as that comes up for pre-order, I'll be like, yep, here's my money. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm stupid like that. I'm just like, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Just give me. I don't know what his role is in Bayonetta 3, but obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there day one for that. He's at least writing for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that his favorite game was Castlevania. Yeah. Just, like, I, I hope someone at Konami, like, just comes out of the pachinko chamber <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> signs over Castlevania to him or something. He, he trips over the latest Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine. Yeah, you think you're getting big bonus, but it's just normal bonus. <laughs> just normal bonus. Terry Terry Bogard female version. <laughs> Cherry Bogard. That's not, even, that's not even Konami. Yeah, but it's a pachinko machine. They yeah. would license it. They're like, oh, pachinko involved? Yeah, we'll make the machine for it. We'll do your dumb shit. There actually is a female Terry, though. Yeah. And that one, like, SNK heroines. Yeah. And, like, when she, because uh, what was it? Which which one did we fucking and play? When she does her uppercut, it's like literally pachinko coins come out. Yeah. And I was no, like, cool. you're thinking of, there's that, I don't even remember her name now. But yeah, it doesn't Fire fucking 14. matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's and, dumb. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um... Uh, it, no, it's like a uh, the gender. It was act- yeah. it's actually just like what if Terry Bogard got turned into a woman by strange wizard magic? God He's like, it. oh my god, I'm a girl now. Where my boobs at? Bust the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> He's just like looking down, constantly surprised. Like, oh no, <laughs> boobs. So that's all I gotta say about that. He cracks a cold one with his boy. Thus uh. dripping his delicious energy <laughs> on himself. <laughs> like, Charging honestly, anything and everything by Kamiya, by Platinum Games, I'm at least going to, like, look at with a very close eye. It's, I feel the same way about Their Platinum games and, made me feel alive again. Yeah, like, I feel the at same way about really Platinum and Kamiya <laughs> as I do with Suda 5-1. If it's got their name on it, I'm going to check it out. You're lowering your shades at it? Yeah, I'm going I'm to look at that as hard as I fucking can. But I think that's about all we've got to say as far as Kamiya, Platinum. You guys have literally been brought from birth to today. Like, for real, probably my favorite uh, development team right now. Yeah, at least yeah. In terms of, like, action games. Yeah, at, at least, you know, someone who's, like, putting out numerous titles. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I'm a big fan of Grasshopper Manufacturer. Um, as I said in our Suda 5-1 episode, but, like, man, I don't have enough fucking games from them. Yeah. Like, I've got memories, <laughs> but I don't have new experiences. So, I actually still haven't uh, picked up Travis Comes Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that before you came over, and then I got fucking just stupid. <laughs> just, <laughs> just fucking sat around just, like a dummy. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's this week's episode. Thanks that's so it. much for waiting an extra week. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll, get, I'll get the fucking merch coupons <laughs> yeah. working sometime. We're real sorry about that. I try to make, like, good coupons, and they're like, yo, my, my damn coupons don't work. <laughs> well, like, we were getting messages, because uh, Aaron and I were trying to look into it, and they're like, dude, your coupons take off too much money. You don't make enough of a profit for your coupons to work. And I was like, 
well, this is fucking dumb. What, do I make, like, 50 cents more on, uh, as far as, like, the base retail price and then the coupon so works? <laughs> but, like, I, I promise that at some point, you know, those those will be up. We'll post them on the social media. So go follow, like, whatever the fuck on all the bullshit with the fucking Twitter, the Insta, and the, I guess, fucking Facebook, whatever. Uh, so so we can track you. <laughs> yeah, so we can track you. <laughs> uh, and also so that we can fucking block your ass, bitch. Follow our Facebook. Track down Facebook. Block down Twitter. <laughs> no likes on Instagram. <laughs> the podcast for two people way. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for those. And, um, of course, everything else, like the Patreon and the merch store, can be found in the episode description right below or on the social media sites. I mean, like there, there's links everywhere, dog. But uh, we appreciate you listening always and hope that you had fun and look forward to shouting down your face hole next week. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. After one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> still still kicking ass. Yeah, and uh, Kami, if you if you listened, which you totally didn't, uh, please unblock me from Twitter on, on my name. <laughs> Twitter on me. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>